In 2018, rogue treasury agent Connor Perkins engineered an elaborate scheme to steal $600 million from the Federal Reserve in Gulfport, Alabama, while Hurricane Tammy descended on the city. But despite the meticulous planning of him and his crew, they were thwarted by his co-worker Casey Corbin and a National Weather Service meteorologist. Today on the podcast, Connor Perkins and the Hurricane Heist. Don't mind the partners, but I do keep witnesses. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Claire and joining me again uh, for this episode are my friends and fellow podcasters Brad and Tammy. Hey guys. Why hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Just, just lovely. Just melting away in Florida. But uh, yeah. Ready to talk about some crimes. Uh, something that actually we we have to deal with uh, in Florida's hurricanes and that mm. is... Um, Part of some of what some of the crimes that we're going to be talking about today. Well, not a hurricane crime, I but a hurricane heist. I myself have never dealt with a hurricane myself, being English. Oh, yeah. you're fortunate. I dealt with a great storm once, but I dealt with it by not being in the country. <laughs> Avoidance. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's mm-hmm. a good way to deal with it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, especially with a hurricane. Definitely. All right. So this week, um, we are actually going to talk about a, a criminal. A rogue treasury agent, Connor Perkins, in the case of Hurricane Heist. Um, Brad, you're the one... It was a case I was not familiar with. Yeah, and I was only familiar with it because of Brad. And so I had watched his documentary last year with um, Brad. Uh, This is recent. This was uh, was 2018. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I knew nothing about this. We cover cases from all different periods of life. Uh, this one's a recent one. Is this the most recent one we've done? I, I think that's what I was I think it is, think. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll just start going ahead and jumping in then. Uh, so yeah, this takes place in 2018 um, with the... Uh, well, we basically learn of, I guess we'll call them heroes. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. With the names that... Uh, the, these guys, their names, uh, their parents hated them. So, well, I feel like the well, at least one. one of the boys' names is relatively normal. Yeah, it's Will. But like, That's I fine. feel like when the first child was born, maybe the parents were high or something, and then named him, and then they felt bad that they gave their child a silly name, so they gave the second child a relatively normal name. Maybe. Yeah, and that must have been it. But yeah, we th- there's two brothers. Um, that are named Will and Breeze. Breeze. No, Rutledge. we did not say Bryce. We did not say Reese. We said Breeze. Like the wind. There's yeah. a yes. It's not a good name. Like a cool yeah. breeze. Yeah. Is so... this is this a popular name in? I mean, you guys are near Alabama. <laughs> I mean, is this a popular name? Closer in your, than you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're closer than me. I mean, uh, most people are. Um, but is this like a popular name in in your neck of the woods? No, no, I don't think so. I would never be in that neck of the woods where someone <laughs> would name their child Breeze. That breezy neck of the woods. Truth. Yeah, I will. I would run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I'd, saying, Tammy, if you have a, a a son or a daughter, a second child, then never, you could never name them but, Breeze. No, <laughs> first of all, never, and secondly, no. <laughs> so there, there you go. <laughs> There's your answers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so again, this takes place in 2018 and, um, Will is a meteorologist in Alabama and Gulfport. 
And uh, Breeze is basically, he's like a maintenance worker. Mm-hmm. General maintenance, I guess. Sort of, yeah, general maintenance. And they sort of, they fell out um, over the sort of adult life and probably because of um, something that happened to them as children. Yeah, yeah. Their father and probably di- why Will ended up being a meteorologist as well. Yeah, their father died um, during uh, Hurricane, Hurricane Andrew, Andrew in 1992. Yeah. yeah. And they watch their father die during the hurricane. I mean, I, again, I don't, I've never dealt with a hurricane, but like, like, don't, like, don't try and drive in a hurricane, like, when there's a building right there, right? I thought you, well, you try and head underground, like, to a a storm cellar. Well, we don't have, like, in Florida, we don't have storm cellars. Yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, and you can't because the ground is too moist to have storm cellars here. But, so but you definitely train, yeah, I guess. but definitely don't be out driving. That is good advice. Yes. Be don't be out driving. And honestly, like with hurricanes, there is a bit of warning. <laughs> you know for yeah. days out that there's the potential of a hurricane. So um, the yeah. fact that uh, their dad had knowledge uh, for days and then waited until the Category 5 was above them to try and head out with these two young boys i mean uh, it makes no sense it, no it's a very bad idea what you're supposed to do during a hurricane is enjoy all of those hurricane snacks that you've bought exactly all of them <laughs> because that's what happens during a hurricane you know like a week in advance that there might be a hurricane so you stock up with a lot a lot of snacks and treats and booze mm-hmm. and then whenever the hurricane arrives or doesn't arrive yeah really uh you got lots of treats yeah. And, you know, and so I've never lived on, like, the coast at all. So I've not had to, like, evacuate. Because a lot of times, at least in Florida, I, that's mm. really going to be my experience, right? Talking about what happened in Florida during a hurricane. But um, they usually evacuate the city. They tell you, like, there's mandatory evacuations. I mean, some people are stupid and they just choose not to leave. It's on mm. them. But they tell you ahead of time to go ahead and evacuate. Uh, but I live inland. And so... I've never had to evacuate, even though we have had hurricanes pass over us, but it's very rare to have a hurricane pass over us because by the time it gets inland, it starts dissipating. So it's not as strong. So you typically get like a tropical storm or maybe a category one or two. So, which is still a lot. (laughs) Don't be out driving in that, but also you typically don't have to evacuate for that. Mm. Um, And category five though is pretty deadly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got those goddamn storm chasers and shit, but anyway. Uh, um, and then you have people like Will, who's a meteorologist, who, you know, part of his job, um, and he's actually with the National Weather Service, so it's not even like he's just with a local uh, news team or whatever. He's not like the regular meteorologist. He specializes in yeah. hurricanes. And they, they've outfitted him with a proper hurricane tank, basically. The best yeah. car ever. Yeah. yeah, it's it's basically the Batmobile. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. it's really crazy. Um, and I have watched. I want to say it was like the last hurricanes we've had. I don't know how I found this guy on Twitter, but like he was like in um maybe Mississippi. Like it had hit like the Mississippi and then kind of Texas areas and uh mm. and Louisiana areas, and he was like all up in that. And like so, he was not a meteorologist. He's just one of these stupid tor- storm chasers, chasers. But he like. I'd never watch someone ha- like actually videoing the hurricane happening. And it's mm-hmm. just so crazy. And it's like, I've, again, like I've watched it, meaning 
the hurricane categories ones or tropical storms come over and trees are like sideways it's really crazy to see the wind is howling and it is not fun to listen to and if you're already scared of that kind of stuff like just evacuate it's just for your mental health like it's better to evacuate um but you know the times when they have passed over like i definitely really don't get sleep (laughs) like i just I mean, I'm not... They look so scary. Yeah, I'm not super scared, again, because we live inland and I'm not, like, as concerned about it, but also it's usually a rough night of sleep i'm not you know because you just never know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen windows could Mm -hmm. bust through like you know there's just things that could happen with your place um but yeah so their dad had died during hurricane andrew which is horrific a lot of people had um died during that hurricane and they watched it and yeah i'm sure that is why claire like you said that he joined the national weather service and probably why breeze had some issues potentially with some uh addictive behaviors (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh or you know whatever he was some trauma from that experience as well um but they both live in gulfport gulfport is about to experience again this is 2018 so if you guys remember i remember because it was after my namesake it was hurricane tammy was coming through Mm -hmm. it was going to be a category five so they are now evacuating people in gulfport and um, we also know that in Gulfport, there is a Federal Reserve there. We all, we're all aware of the Federal Reserve there. Of course, of course. Um, and that is where uh, Treasury Agent Casey Corbin worked, mm-hmm. as well as Randy Moreno works there. So, you know, there's several people that work there. And our good friend who will be on trial later today, Connor Perkins. Yeah, yeah our good friend. Our good and friend. And the, the main thing that's going on here is that they they destroy old bills when they go out of circulation. So you mm-hmm. got, you know, you got these do- you got these filthy, gross dollar bills. Who knows Eventually, where they've been. Yeah. <laughs> or if they're torn as well, they destroy yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. there's a million they're reasons to, for- like, uh, destroy currency. So, yeah. yeah, we, we, this is where, this is one of the places where they shred and destroy the currency and then the uh, government prints new currency. So... Yeah. That's 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 the big activity that's going on here. Yeah. And um, they've had some issues with their facility. They've had some um, issues with their shredder and all kinds of stuff. And so they actually have, have a build up of six hundred million dollars that's sitting in this treasury. That's not normally there. They don't usually have that much sitting in, mm-hmm. in there in one one point. But that's what they're up to now. And um Connor Perkins, uh, you know, we don't, I don't know a lot about his background. I believe he's been with the Treasury. I don't think he's been with the Treasury agent, or he's been a Treasury agent, I should say, for a long amount of time, but enough to know mm. the ins and outs of how everything works. And he worked with Casey, didn't he? Casey, and they yeah. They didn't seem to know each other that well. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we, a little bit we know about him is we know that he immigrated from Ireland when he was five with his parents. Okay. So he's one of the few people in America that claims to be Irish that is actually Irish. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations to him on that. <laughs> he yeah. legit gets to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Which I guess is the excuse he has for wearing that hat. I don't remember his hat. Oh, he has like a little flat hat. Oh, well, I mean, that's what all us Brits wear. I'm wearing one I thought you were talking about his green top hat, like he's a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) That would be fucking amazing. (laughs) 
he comes out, I am actually Irish. Do you see my green top hat? Oh. Only someone who's legit Irish could wear a top hat like this. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because this case we are talking about is is a, a heist, right? They're, they're going to steal $600 million from the Federal Reserve during this hurricane. And they're u- using the hurricane kind of as a cover to be able to, to get this done. But, and we I, had. Which uh, I question that plan because so much could go wrong. And does. And does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it also, like, is like, yeah, completely contingent on a hurricane. Yeah. yeah don't do a plan that relies on a natural disaster yeah because so much is so unpredictable you know and it just seems like yeah just a bad idea well it was interesting because i was like okay so they've been planning this um well we learned they've been planning this for weeks because that's how they knew like to be able to jam up like the shredder so that way the money can kind of start um, accumulating, uh, and they have hired hackers, and that's what I was going to say. We have had uh, hackers uh, be on trial before, um, yeah. so mm-hmm. we we have a precedent there. Um, but they were going to, well, they not were going to, but they had two hackers, Sasha and Frears. Frears, I think it's Frears. 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 To English, uh, <laughs> yes, because um, like a, a Brit, so in, the Brits would say Frears, I think. Okay. I'll say it like that. Frears. Uh, so Sasha and Frears, they hire them to actually hack the code to be able to open the vault where all this money is being kept. And they have been working on cracking this code for, for weeks now. So, th- so this has all mm-hmm. been in the works for a while. So I, I honestly am not quite sure. I feel like for them, they must have thought that the hurricane was a happy accident. And that's actually how the law enforcement got involved. Because guys, law enforcement got involved in this heist uh, because obviously they're criminals. So, um, but they wouldn't have known weeks in advance that a hurricane was going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. they've they've had to have done a lot of planning for this. So I don't get whether they planned it around the hurricane or do you, do you the think hurricane a situation was just... where it's like they they're like, all right, well, eventually, you know, we're actually going to do this when a hurricane happens. But like, so like the idea was like once every three months we'll have the the shredder back up, and then hopefully eventually it'll work out for us. I don't. But that's know. yeah, that seems like such a crazy plan because of course, th- you know, someone's going to be like, this seems really suspicious. Hmm. No. Like, I, yeah, I don't really understand. Uh, yeah, I feel like you would get like two shots at this. Like, yeah. Before, yeah, it would completely fall apart. But also, yeah. like, I don't know, like, what's the downside? Because if, like, you know, until they actually attempt the crime, like, I don't, I, like, is anybody even going to bother to do any, like, investigation of, like, oh, the shredder's backed up? Yeah, if anything, I guess, I guess it would probably work, work in their favor, right? Like, oh, this yeah. shredder's down again. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I, I, I think like the, the, I mean, the, the crime is audacious and large, but like, I feel like the setup, I mean, yes, you have to depend on a hurricane to eventually come through. But beyond that, I think it's pretty low stakes setup. Yeah. Mm. So, and guys, you're going to hear us kind of speculate on a lot of this 
because um, spoilers for this case, um, these criminals actually died. So we don't uh. have a lot of answers here. We really just have some some bare minimums of what uh, Casey and Will and Breeze were able to report. And, and can you really trust someone named Breeze? I mean, you know, so. A lot of the evidence yeah. also destroyed because yeah. of the hurricane. Yeah, so there's, there's just not a lot there, but it's such an interesting crime. We thought we had to kind of bring it forward on our podcast it was a very entertaining documentary as well oh yes yeah 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 we highly recommend the documentary hurricane heist that is what we all watched um and i feel like they take some liberties in in that documentary as well because we just there's just so much that's unknown but yeah so we have uh connor connor perkins who is working as at the treasury department we have sasha and freers freers who is who are hackers who have come in to kind of help them with their IT issues during a hurricane because you know how that is yeah calling the IT team <laughs> during a hurricane um and they're going you know and and when they go there they realize that the code that they've been working on no longer works on the vault because mm-hmm. Casey has changed the code yeah now another question I have is they're having trouble with a generator which is why they mm-hmm. call in Breeze and I was unaware like it seems like that is completely unrelated that's just a problem with the generator because um even after um after uh, they've taken they've taken over the facility they're still trying to get the generator fixed so I think like this they're just having like technical issues to begin with yeah but there's more meant that there's likely to be more technical issues during a hurricane which is again why I question the logic of this plan. Yeah, no, it's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah, because the the whole thing is like they send Casey out to go grab uh, Breeze to come back. And um, while they're out, that's when they're learning about what's happening. Because basically like Connor, Sasha, Freers, and some of the rest of their gang uh, start taking hostages and taking down all everyone else that works the treasury department no like they they put them in i don't even i've you know i've seen this in various documentaries in different warehouses where there's just like cage rooms and i'm like is this a thing like in warehouses are there cage rooms i mean it seems like all government facilities for some reason have uh, built-in prisons which says a lot about our government I'm telling you because I there's there's cage rooms, there's prisons here set up in this, <laughs> in this federal treasury building, and I'm just like, why are there cage rooms? Yeah, it's not it's not good. It's and not also good. with electric shock fencing, like it's not yeah. even just it's cage rooms. No, it's yeah, it's the the kind of room you would put a supervillain in. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Also, um, Casey says her reason for changing the code at the last minute. She's like, she just wants to go ahead and change the code because hurricanes give people bad ideas. Uh, is this a thing? Are there regular like hurricane criminals it, out there? Is it like like when there's a full moon, which by the way, full moon tonight when we're recording mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. and like people, you know, there's more crime and more people end up in hospital. Is that is there like which, which is why you get the name lunatic? But is this a thing with hurricanes as well? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean again, I'm not a hurricane expert, guys. Again, I feel like you guys need to tell me about this. From from my experience, hurricanes are for snacking. Yeah, <laughs> snacking and hoping your electricity doesn't go out. Oh, yeah. Um, Can we talk about some of the uh, other people in this gang? We've got rice. His name is Rice. <laughs> like, I'm rice? eating some rice with dinner. Not Reese. I mean, it's rice. some breezy rice. R-I-C-E. I feel like maybe they wanted these, ca- you, you know, these 
these children to be named Bryce or Reese. <laughs> and this was just two random people who were both drunk. Maybe they knew each other and they were high at the time and then they named their children, but they just got it slightly wrong. Yeah. And we also well, it's, have... It's Clement, Clement and Xander Rice. Oh, so Rice is the son. Oh, okay. But well, still, that's, okay that's not a... I'm sorry, I've never met a Mr. and Mrs. Rice. I don't... Uh, what about um, the composer Tim Rice, who created... Condoleezza Rice? Condoleezza oh, Rice. Beloved war Condoleezza criminal. Rice and Tim Rice. I guess maybe what I've done is... The Lion King? Is I've uh, pushed those people out of my memory bank. <laughs> <laughs> shove them right on out. And after this conversation, I will shove them right back out again. <laughs> You're like, nope. Um, and then there's uh, Jackie. She is uh, Connor's girlfriend as well. She's also part of the, the gang. So it's not like it's just one or two people who is like taking down all these treasury people. It's a bunch of them. And also Connor has been technically working with the treasury department. So when people see him, they don't think he's a criminal. They think he's a co-worker, which, spoiler alert, guys, you might work with criminals. You, you may be the criminal. I don't know. So. Secret criminal. Uh, also, we'll find out later on that he's also working with the sheriff. Yeah. So, I mean, that that certainly helps when the sheriff is... Uh, um, he's in your pocket. Yeah, sh- sheriff's in your pocket and doing a great job of uh, evacuating people. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so... Uh, Casey and Breeze, they get back to the facility and that's where Casey realizes like uh, something is wrong because the guards aren't there in the guard shack uh, to let them in. And uh, and when she goes to investigate, there's like, um, y- you can tell like there was a shootout of some sort. Um, Breeze is taken hostage by these guys and Casey gets out with, because uh, Will knows something is wrong. So he goes and well, he knows that his brother is in trouble, so he goes and he tries to help, but he ends up with just Casey. And yeah. his storm research vehicle called the Dominator. <laughs> the, uh, this car is amazing. Yes. Like, could you, we could have a whole I, podcast I don't know if they like, stop making these cars now, but because I've never seen this in like news or anything or like any other documentaries, but this car is maybe it was just cool too cool to exist so they were like we have to stop making it it's just too cool um can i talk talk just for a sec about the wikipedia about this case um (laughs) it says breeze is left behind and is captured and taken hostage which we know and it says forced to repair the generator (laughs) like that's the worst thing that's (laughs) happened to him (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to fix this generator. Yeah. Wikipedia. Get your priorities straight in this case. I don't think that that's like the big problem here. (laughs) But he's not even getting paid his proper wage. Yeah. Is he getting hurricane pay? (laughs) I mean, he should definitely be getting hurricane pay. Yeah. Um, Will is concerned for his brother, so he definitely wants to save him. And uh, Casey... uh, wants to meet with the sheriff because obviously they do not know that the sheriff is in cahoots with Connor and his gang. Um, but they're thinking the sheriff would be able to help. But we, they, they learn soon enough that he's, he's in on it. And so he actually, tr- the sheriff actually tries to take Will and Casey hostage, but instead it ends in um, a shootout and an escape. And then again, as I, see, we said I earlier, think... don't drive during a hurricane, but they all yeah. drive during this hurricane. <laughs> 
Mm. I, I think the big mistake here was made by the sheriff because, as usual, cops are shooting first and asking questions later. Yeah. I think you say, hey, listen, we're doing a heist. <laughs> we're stealing this money. Let's cut you in. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, because all it, the problems go away. Yeah, because it's big money. It's not yeah. like it's, oh, we're doing this for $10,000. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like crazy amounts of money. Yeah. It's like, what, $620 million? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's over $600 million. They The Wikipedia just mentions the $600 million, but I le- believe you're right. I think it was over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, guys, there are cases out in the world that we have talked about on other podcasts where... You know, the the high stakes was only $50,000, and that's just not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very high stakes. <laughs> but here we're talking about $600 million. <laughs> like, it, like, it's the kind of money that, like, I mean, fuck off for life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would. <laughs> for huh. all your lives, for all your reincarnations. Nope, you're fine. <laughs> you just keep spending that money. Yeah. It's like you and everyone that you much know money. Has, yeah. a, has no worries after this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, Will and Casey, they get in the Dominator, head into the hurricane, and the sheriff and one of the deputies follow, um, and everyone is starting to realize that the way to crack Casey's code is to use this, uh, this one transmission tower, because they can... And now, Brad, maybe you're kind of more of the tech guy, but I think what they're trying to do is, like get back through to like the main federal reserve office to be able to have access to the code of this local federal reserve <laughs> location. Right. So and, basically because like they've also taken down all like the the phone networks and all, everything they could foil them. So there's the only they've got their own um like internet line basically rigged up through this tower and that's how they're able to hack into the federal system. Um but everything else is down down. So now Casey and Will have figured this out because luckily he has a, one of the random gadgets in his um, fucking uh, ca- crazy in the dominator. dominator. Yeah, <laughs> is able to. They're able to pinpoint where the signal is because it's something like ionization in the air. I, it's very yeah. strange. Um, so they're able to find out where the tower is. So they're like, okay, well we take that tower down and. And then they won't have an internet connection, so they won't be able to hack into the federal system. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, guys, we don't really know much about what Will is up to now. But I hope he's out there fighting crime. <laughs> with all his gadgets. Like, well, you know. Well, because... uh, spoiler, Dominator doesn't make it through this whole uh, ordeal, yeah. so... Maybe he gets another Dominator The Return. Dominator Maybe two. they do steal some of that money in the end. I yeah. they should. They should. Yeah. Build an even bigger and better Dominator. Yeah. So they, they realize, okay, they need to take this tower down. Um, so Will and Casey head toward the tower, and they're literally just going to pull this tower down. Like... <laughs> You would I, think there's just some cables you could cut or something. What's strange is they say, like, because at this point, the storm's getting quite bad. And like, well, it's not like we can get up there and actually do some work on the to, to disarm it. And they decide, oh, instead, we'll just pull the tower down. But both require them going up to the tower. They, they still have to go up to the tower. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it would be much easier to just, like, explode something on the tower than to... Because either way, you have to go up there. Like, I, I don't see what the difference yeah. is. 
Yeah, and I, I and now my my personal experience with towers is literally from almost twenty years ago now. So think early oh, cell phone days. What about the Twilight days. Zone Tower of Terror? At <laughs> yeah, the Tower. Of but True. um, I used to work. Uh, so again, this was like twenty years ago. I used to work for our local power company, and um, what we did is we had agreements with cell phone. Companies to put their cell phone towers around our electric tower, or like our power poles. So, and you'll you'll see it like if you drive around or whatever, you'll see like the actual cell phone tower. Um, it's just a like a piece of equipment at the top of a power pole, and then if you look at the bottom, you'll see like a little. It's not little. I mean, it's quite a large box. It's usually like five foot by eight foot box, and that houses all of the cell phone equipment. All the um, like all the cables and all that stuff. So my job, I was in um, I I was in like the architectural engineering department. And so I like actually drew all the schematics to put these towers together and oh, decide wow. like where in the city these poles were gonna go. So um, so I'm looking and watching this movie from that perspective because I'm like it's basically a big cell phone. I mean it's a transmission tower, so you know it's very similar to a power pole or a, a cell phone tower or whatever so really all those cables like they literally could go to wherever the box was and just cut the main cables like that is what you do there's no reason because the (laughs) power the lines would be going up to the top because at the top is really where the the transmission portion if piece of equipment is but that's not where like the power comes from <laughs> the power comes from the bottom of wherever you're at so like this whole thing is just so crazy to me because you're right like either way they've got to get out of the car either way they've got to go over to the tower but there really would be some place i mean i guess because this was on the roof of some location it could the transmission um cable box could have been at the top of the roof but like to have to climb they will climbs all the way to the top of this tower because they plan on taking this tower down and it's just the craziest i just watching this documentary i'm like this just seems like they're putting a lot more effort in than they need to during a hurricane and again just make a deal and like let them steal the money yeah yeah and moreno who works with the treasury department they not that they tried to cut a deal with him but they really did just tell him like why are you so upset that we're going to steal this money? It's not like it's your money. There's definitely insurance on this money. You no. will still be fine. It's You probably won't even lose your job if you just let us get away with this because we've got gun a gun on you. Like, yeah, I, why are you trying to fight with us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, look, if you're like, if you work in a a retail job and someone comes in to steal something, like, let them take it. Like, your life is worth more than whatever they're trying to steal. Absolutely. So it's it's just not... Also, let's have some class solidarity. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> let's listen. Let's support our local thieves. <laughs> we we're 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 more in line with our local thieves than we are with the fucking CEO of whatever company we're working yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Um. So yeah. So uh, it's guys watch this documentary because you'll watch the way that Casey and Will try and work together where they can't hear each other in a storm and they use some visual techniques and aids to try and talk to each other and communicate um 
and I can't even begin to explain what it looks like <laughs> via the podcast. So I just encourage you to watch it. Um, via an audio, uh, just without a visual medium, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, I can't even go into it. But, but there's a lot of uh, physical communication styles that they try to use to definitely i mean it's it i mean clearly you can see they have a real connection from the get-go because i don't understand how anyone else could have understood what what was was trying to tell casey yeah not not a clue is this something he would have had to have learned as a meteorologist um to do like this special meteorologist sign language if you're in loud weather situations i can't imagine because they make it it seem like will was um i mean because he worked for again he didn't work for like the local he wasn't like the local meteorologist he worked for you know the national weather service so see this Mm. this really makes me realize what i lost in my hometown uh, because we had a massive scandal when we found out that our local weatherman um had lied and had never gotten his meteorology degree (gasps) um yeah he was a fake we had a fake weatherman for years (laughs) a beloved fake weatherman at that um um, it was a real scandal. It was a real scandal. But like now I'm realizing, oh, he wouldn't have known any of these codes. He no. wouldn't have known anything about how to drive a Dominator. Like, wow. Was it as much of a scandal as when beloved British weatherman Michael Fish, which was his name, um, said that on the weather that, oh, there might be a bit of rain, but there's not really going to be a storm. It's nothing to worry about. And then two days later was the storm that was known as the Great Storm, <laughs> 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 which was a big scandal in my neck of the woods. Oh. Yeah. Michael Fish let us all down. <laughs> um, but at least he didn't get his t- title changed. Like Gary Pickens went from being from meteorologist to weather consultant. <laughs> Gary oh, Pickens. Man. I can't believe they kept him on. Oh, yeah. he was beloved. You can't get rid of your beloved weatherman. <laughs> I love that beloved weatherman is a thing. He, like, he uh, he retired, like, a couple of years ago. And by retired, I mean, he actually got, like, a medical degree. And then, like... What? And, like, yeah, like, as, like, a 60-year-old, um, got, like... And he became, like... I, I forget whether he was, like, a radiologist or something. It's very strange. Um, now, did people ask to but, see that sort of certificate? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm curious about. But the thing <laughs> is... Is he a pretender? Uh, he may be, but when he retired, there was, like, two weeks of, like... Uh, like, all this fanfare. Because I'm, I'm following, like, my hometown local news, like, their Instagram. Oh, and, so like, funny. there was just all these, like... It was, like, they had a Gary Pickens Appreciation Day at the local baseball wow. stadium. Like, it was, like, a week of celebration of... <laughs> This fake weatherman. I what? even Michael Fish doesn't have a celebration day. Yeah, and like I mean, again, he was the our local weatherman. Like I, from as early as I can remember. Um, so mm. long, long, long institution. Uh, Gary Pickens oh, in wow. Jackson, Tennessee. Wow. Well, you know, I I, I don't know uh, Will's credentials, but I'm going to assume working for the National Weather Service, they checked and made sure. But oh, yeah. I mean, I he so. knew all of the sign language style actions to use uh, during a hurricane. So I'm going to trust he knew what he was doing. Um, but yeah, so they, they do, they use the dominator, dominator, of course, to take down this tower because that sucker can do everything. That dominator even has like poles, like little, uh, yeah, things like that come little... out, uh, to, which makes sense, I guess, if he's going into hurricanes, but it, it makes it so he can, um, jeez, drive stakes, basically stakes come out of the car into the ground to stabilize him so the car doesn't go anywhere. 
Yeah. It's really intense. I mean, this car can like do everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised it doesn't fly. But there is a there is a gunfight during this, um, you know, and uh, which is all kinds of insane because it's not just a gunfight, but it also ends up a hubcap fight. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's where Xander like, gets I mean, murdered and Jackie, yeah, I think, is uh, killed Using there. hubcaps in this kind of situation was quite smart, but like, oh, dying because you get a hubcap to the chest. And uh, yeah. when you say hubcap to the chest, it doesn't just hit you, you know, and you're like, oh, my ribs are broken. No, it's like embedded in people's yeah. chests. Yeah. Ugh. It's very strange. Very strange. Um, but yeah, they are able to pull down this tower, um, which leads the hackers. They've almost gotten the code, but they aren't able to get the last digit of the code. Yeah. Before the tower comes down. So, yeah. so then um, they after that, like, they're working, working on, on trying to figure out the yeah. code via math. Yep. Very strange. Math fact. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's how codes work. <laughs> it's a, it seems like a very, <laughs> if you can work out, if you can work out a password with an algorithm, like y- it's a badly designed password. Yeah. 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 And this isn't just like a little, you know, mom and pop company. This is the Federal Reserve. Yeah. And yeah. The, the code is 33 characters long. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're using patterns, basically, to figure out what the last character yeah, is for it's this like a, code. It's like a Fibonacci sequence is part of it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. that certainly is a bad way to do your passwords. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the way that... Because we see the, the hackers, like Sasha and Frears, like, working it out on pen and paper. And it's like, it just looks like, you know, like, you can buy those puzzle books at the grocery store. Like... <laughs> Yeah, and they have all different kinds of puzzles in it. It just looked like some something out of a puzzle book. Like it really didn't. Definitely, <laughs> I was like, um, I could, I think I could hack that code. <laughs> I think yeah. I could do it, guys. I, mean, I hope the Federal Reserve learned their lesson after this. And yeah, change the way they they do this. Yeah. Um. So Dixon, the sheriff, he actually returns back to um the Federal Reserve and is telling that uh Perkins Connor about the shootout. And um, and how he thinks that Connor has really botched this whole thing. I, I feel like a hurricane is unpredictable and that it was a bad idea to begin with. That's my yeah. take on it. But I, I, I stand by the sheriff botched this when he didn't uh, bring in yeah. um, Casey and Will to be part of the scheme. Yeah. Because at this point, they're bringing in all these other cops. And Perkins is like, well, okay, um, I'll cut you guys in. Yeah, and then yeah. just kills the sheriff. Yeah, and they're like, okay, cool. This is the solution. Guys, there's enough money. Everybody can get paid off, and we're all still fine. Yeah. Oh, so you get, you don't, you get only, what, 199 million instead of 200 million? Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Like, cut everyone in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's only cutting them in for 20 million apiece. Like, it's not even yeah, like... which is nothing. Yeah, it's not that much. I mean, um, that's that's fine. Like, I, I, listen, you need if you need me to go along with your plan for twenty million dollars, I'm in. What do you need me to do? So, because they cannot get this last digit, there's all these issues happening. They're they're still calling Casey to get her to come in, and now also Casey is involved with killing Xander, killing Jackie. You know, there, there's some issues that they have personally now with uh, Casey. Um, so they want to bring her in, and Casey says she'll come in if they let Moreno and Breeze go, which is crazy because they actually have a lot of hostages. So mm-hmm. feel the rest like the hostages are probably like, "What about us?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they kind of agree to it, 
but do do you trust Perkins? You know, I don't know about all that. Can you um, imagine? Can you imagine after this is all over with, when she goes back to work at the uh, reserve building and she has to work <laughs> with all of those guys that were locked yeah. up, and they they overheard all of this like on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oof. So yeah. they ask where the trade is going to take place. She's not going to get a secret center that year. No. I, I was literally thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> she'll just she'll get a Christmas card and inside it just says, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're going to go Here's ahead and make Here's a $5 the- gift card to Blimpy Subs. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> what if it's not even a gift card? It's just a coupon. Oh. <laughs> 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 Um, all right, so Casey says to go ahead and meet them at the Gulfport Mall, and that's where they can trade. And so Will and Casey concoct a uh, plan to basically shoot the roof of the glass. And Will, because he has all the meteorologist toys, he also even has like a watch that tells him what the barometric pressure is in the air, so he knows when it's you know the highest wind force and all this stuff. So, um, I think we did say when we were watching this documentary that it looked like fun just wandering around an empty shopping center. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's not even just that, that. but they're like breaking shit and taking things. And I mean, come on, who doesn't want to do that? (laughs) Yeah, it looked like so much fun. If you guys don't want to be mall criminals, why are you even listening to our podcast? Um, we are so, pro mall criminals on this podcast. Yeah. We're pro mini criminals on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about, like, you know, running into places and shooting random people. We're saying go into empty malls and steal some shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Will, Will and Casey have this plan. The deputies end up bringing Breeze with them, but left Moreno kind of like a, you know, like a... I, I guess, you know, to keep him there to, for Casey to get back. Um, there's a lot of, like, football things. Brad, you're our, our resident sports expert. Do you know why there's so many football play references in this documentary? Um, well, I think it's because these two brothers are real herd of hattas. Okay. And uh, right, literally, I mean, it seems like they've barely spoken since their father died. And the mm. only thing they really have in common is knowledge of football plays. So. so weird. Yeah, so just, they bond just over. be on the lookout for that when you watch this documentary. There are going to be times, if, if you're not a sports expert like Brad is, um, Claire and I were completely lost at points. We're like, I don't Which, know what they're saying. The, the odd thing is that, like, so when we see them as kids at the beginning of the documentary, like, there's a whole thing about, like, uh, they're talking about the football plays, but it's also, like, the fact that, like, Breeze has a kite and I feel like this is much more in tune with a kite situation than the football yeah. plays. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should reference the kite if they're going to reference anything. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they wait till the barometric pressure is wherever it needs to be. And then they, like, blow out the um, glass ceiling of the mall and let the wind basically suck all these deputies right on out of the mall, along with Casey and Will. But Casey and Will uh, become human kites because they've tied yeah. themselves down. Right. I, I mean, I feel like every bone in their body is now oh, yeah. in ribbons. It, I, I don't know how they survived this. It's it's amazing. But also, the f- I mean, and I understand that these cops were, were clearly trying to kill them and everything, but they uh, seem to have no trouble... Uh, <laughs> like killing all of these cops. Yeah. 
it's it's wild the the amount of of murders they do yeah Mm -hmm. well yeah and and you know again to your point it's like okay if this is a hurricane so the wind is gonna yes suck you up but at some point it's not like it's just straight up and down wind yeah like it it doesn't make any sense i mean and i know i'm i am not a a real or fake meteorologist so i'm not quite sure how it all works but it just i am but i'll let you decide which one (laughs) (laughs) but it just seems like this plan is not a good one but it does work so amazingly uh, there's a lot of flying debris and somehow they they're able to make it through relatively unscathed yeah Mm -hmm. um also somehow breeze survives this without being anchored down yeah yeah how 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 well through the football play they were able to communicate the information that he needs to hold on but i i i still i feel like yeah doesn't make any sense um, foreknowledge versus reality of the situation is uh, negligible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a storm surge that also happens right after this. So with the storm sur- surge, that means there's going to be a lot of water involved. Um, and at this point, Casey kind of gives herself up. So that way uh, she kind of gives Breeze and Will a moment to... Well, Breeze really rescues Will at this point. Will is like... <laughs> Well, he found his dominator and he's just like sad and crying by his dominator <laughs> when Breeze finds him. <laughs> yeah, because the dominator is pretty much destroyed. And yeah. <laughs> it's like his his dog has died. It's, yeah. it's very sad. Um, but Casey's, Casey's taken in. She's at the treasury facility and uh, where the remaining uh, gang are. And Perkins is uh, none too happy, but he and tells her as much. <laughs> And says he's going to make her suffer and pay for everything that happened to Jackie and Xander. And um, instead of releasing Moreno, he actually shoots Moreno in front of her. Yeah. This is obviously after she's opened the vault. And we find out that the vault code had been there the whole time. Yeah, she hid it in like some shredded money. Yeah. Um, he would have done a, I bet a he felt like a fool. <laughs> what a fool. What a fool. <laughs> I mean, I like what else are they doing for all that time they're waiting? They could have at least searched. Yeah. Um so they wait until the eye of the storm is passing. And this is a very large s- s- storm eye, like it's like 40 or 50 miles wide at one point mm, they mentioned, yeah. which is not always i mean sometimes it is sometimes it's larger sometimes it's smaller but that's how big this one was but that's a real big gap (laughs) so um they're waiting for the eye of the storm to pass and then perkins and his men take the money and use three massive trucks um along with casey to escape out of the um the treasury and so i guess what they're doing is they're going to drive along the eye of the storm so i'm glad that the storm is going to stay on the highway yes Mm. (laughs) yeah um because they're gonna just drive along with the storm until it starts dissipating um because at some point it will start breaking up Uh, i do feel like as someone who has lived in a place with hurricanes that this storm dissipates very quickly by the way Mm mm-hmm um, Especially for as slow as it was moving before. I mean, it was really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it, that and, like, they were so, so close to to Waterside. So this thing would have just made landfall. Yeah. And then, you know, the eye would have just made landfall. It's 40 to 50 miles wide. 
and it's slow moving, so I so I just feel like well, I mean the slow moving actually would have helped dissipate it faster, but I I just but don't. It's, it's it, but it's a time it's, slow moving and then fast moving. That's true. Yeah, because by the time they're they're you know trying to ride out through the eye, it's moving pretty swiftly. I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, and when when it's big, and the, the only reason I'm thinking of this is because when a storm, when we have had a hurricane, it was like I think a category one. This was like forever ago. Um, it was because the storm, the hurricane moved so quickly over the state. That's why it remained a category one because it yeah. just was moving so fast. It didn't really have like it didn't have time to dissipate that quickly. Um, but yeah, this storm was moving really fast, so I guess that's why, but it, it just seems like a really bad idea when you're just trying to like, well, oh, let's just keep driving and I hope it remains. I'm just thinking of our location and being like, let's just hope it stays on I-4. <laughs> we'll <just> oh. <laughs> like, I mean, you'll get stuck in traffic, Fingers that's crossed. for sure. It's gonna be the worst. Um, I mean, if a hurricane is gonna go, go through and destroy anything, please just destroy I-4. <laughs> let's yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, let's just start over. <laughs> just don't destroy the uh, E.T. adventure at Universal no. Studios. No, oh, of course not, no. It's got to stand um, there forever. So, uh, so Will and Breeze decide they're going to follow these trucks, which, I mean, seems appropriate anyway, because what are you, what else are you, you're in a category yeah. five, like, you're either, you better get the fuck out or you're hunkering down at this point. So it's mm-hmm. the eye of the storm. So they're going to get on and they're going to start following trucks. And as the trucks are leaving and they're behind them, they can see the eye wall, like, like Brad was saying, it's moving really close behind them. And uh, so Will and Bree start taking over trucks one at a time. <laughs> yeah, it is wild. The fact they like they jump out of the truck and climb onto the the uh, treasury trucks. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know how any of this works. Um, and yeah, and as they're starting to take over these trucks, like they get in, you know, one of the trucks and they start taking it over, and then that truck, of course, is like now out of control and everything. And you've got like the eye wall finally catching up to some of these trucks and and that's why Mm. again how these people died and also how we lost so much of the evidence is because it's like spread out everywhere over alabama now i guess gulfport it's raining money it's raining money um but yeah these trucks are like just out of control um and and yeah, and this I mean, like wall of the eye of the store is like a physical wall almost. Like it's it and it is, yeah, it is. It's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And that's that is what I mean. Like I said, I watched this guy's video that he was filming it on Twitter or whatever. He's putting it on Twitter, and it is like crazy to watch because I mean, it is. It's like it's like a wall. Like you can see it happening. Like you yeah. can see yeah. it pushing through things. It's really insane. And and it is true. Like. Because even during, um, when we get the the end of it, or like the, the tropical storms, because we've had hurricanes and we're just getting kind of like the outer bands even, like, it's weird because if you get an outer band, you're literally getting rain for like five minutes and then it just passes and it's clear, clear, clear. Like it not, it didn't rain at all. And then all of a sudden you get hit with another outer band and it's like, here's rain for like 20 minutes and then nothing. And it's, mm-hmm. and Brad and I have specifically went to Disney days before a hurricane because the sky is like the clearest. You don't, it's yeah. nice outside. It's like, 
it's really crazy like before hurricane and then uh when you have that eye of the storm even when it's dissipated enough to be a tropical storm if it's still in that cylindrical shape you get Mm. that eye coming over you and it's clear 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 like nothing has happened and then all of a sudden you get that rain again because the the outer wall hits you it's i mean you know watching the documentary i was like i mean they definitely beef it up i think in the documentary to make it a little like Mm -hmm. you know more anxiety driven but it's that is how a hurricane works. It's <laughs> that's like the work the workings of hurricane. But yeah, so a- anyway, all these uh, Connor and gang, remaining gang, all end up being sucked at some point up into the hurricane along with um, a lot of the money. But uh, Breeze, Will, and Casey end up with one truck full of money as well. And they're just going to return mm-hmm. it to the Treasury Department. Why? <laughs> all this just for like old money that was just going to be shredded. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Hi. Mm, very and, and they're able to like you know, Robin the Hood that money. And everything. Come on. Yeah. I, I just I, I hope that like the the trucks that got sucked into the hurricane. I hope a lot of those bills were found by people that needed that money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People whose whose house was being destroyed by that yeah. hurricane. But they're like, well, I can buy a new house now. Thanks, government. Yeah. It's uh, it's really crazy. Um. But yeah, that was that's the case, guys. That's um the case of the the hurricane heist uh, by the rogue treasury agent Connor Perkins, who's the mastermind yeah. behind it. Yeah, although he had quite a big team of people working. With he him. really did have quite the team. <laughs> Some of the best dressed hackers I think we've ever seen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Best well for a while anyway. I mean, the strangest dressed <laughs> hackers. I mean, like to be a hacker. To, I don't know. A wild outfit. It's almost like they were gonna go hacking in a club somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Very Maybe oh, they had hmm? watched the documentary Hackers that we've previously covered or were inspired by. Oh well and they said we're not dressing like that. <laughs> they said we're not dressing like that. We're gonna dress super stylish. Maybe. Um and like I said, we all watched the uh documentary Hurricane Heist. Uh this is a a recent case, so the uh and the documentary came out pretty quickly after the case, uh also in twenty eighteen, so I wonder if any of this was actual stock footage of the hurricane. I would think, you know, some of the hurricane footage, sure, why not, right? Yeah. Mm. Put it out quicker. Yeah. Um, I I do wonder, you know, and and again, all of this, we do. Casey, Will, and Breeze have not come forward to talk much about this case. Um, and I just, it does make me wonder, like, did they take some of that money? Yeah, we haven't heard anything. Well, Breeze used the money to change his name. At the very least, you should you should at least just peel off a handful of cash. Yeah, like you you should you should be able to 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 at least like pay a month's bills after this. Yeah, and get a nice. Not going to get any like you know any monetary thanks for this, are they? Like if 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 they didn't like snatch three thousand dollars a piece, um, then absolute chumps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, then they should be put on trial. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so I, I do wonder about that. Or or it's possible, you know, this was only a couple of years ago. We have been in the middle of a pandemic. You know, it's possible that some of this was um, very trauma inducing. I would I would guess like it would be for me to have to go through another hurricane after having witnessed my father dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and then being shot at and like all these different things, you know, so they, they also could just be struggling through with that. So they don't want to come forward and talk about it. So maybe in the next couple couple years, we'll, we'll hear more from them, but we just don't have much mm. information about them. Um, so that leads us to our next bit of business here at the podcast. Brad, you want to tell us What's about that, that then? Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, friends, it is now time for Judge, Judge Jury, Jury and Executioner. Wait, Brad, I'm confused because oh. last episode you said that we don't believe in the death penalty, so oh. I'm confused. Claire. Claire, what happens to you every month? What what happens? I, well, I go back in my box until the next month when we record again. But you don't seem to retain things from, the, from that mm. month. Also, I, why I mean, are you in I, a box, Claire? What's happening? Are you okay? I don't know why. They've never told me. Oh, oh, oh no. They? Oh, I don't know. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> what Ooh. case are we really trying to cover this week? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, yeah, oof, um, hmm, very, very upsetting. Um, yes, this segment is called Judge, Jury, and Executioner. No, we will not have an executioner. Uh, death penalty is wrong. Even the state of Virginia's figured that out at this point. Whoa. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what you motherfuckers that are wanting us to, like, sentence people to death are talking about. It's morally wrong. Like, stop it. Also, we're not we, doing it. Yeah, we will not be having a jury. And that is mainly, of course, because we don't want riffraff on our podcast. I mean, it would be terrible. We'd just have some random people come in here and, and make decisions. No, no thank you. We make the decisions. Guys, if, if you've uh, put in a lot of iTunes reviews and made demands of us, um, you'll notice we haven't uh, uh, um, followed up with your suggestions, mainly because we haven't read them. I don't even know if we have any reviews. <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't either. Maybe give us a good review if you haven't. Um, at some point, I'll check on those. But will I listen to your suggestions? No. No. This is our podcast. Get your own podcast. No jury. We will have a judge, a prosecution, and a defense of this case. Okay, okay. And uh, that's that's what we're going to do. And uh, this month, I am Judge. Judge Brad. So uh, let's delve into this. And uh, I'd like to hear the charges being brought too. by the prosecution. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank you, Judge. You look lovely today. Oh, thank you. What a lovely outfit and turtleneck you're wearing. Well, you know, I'm a classy judge. Yeah, you are. And I, I like your velvet judge's robes as well. Oh, oh hi. Uh, thank yeah. you. Flattery so, will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so this case is, it's a clear-cut case, Judge. Connor Perkins is uh, a monster. It doesn't matter that he's lost his life. He should still be put on trial for his crimes. He attempted to steal $600 million. $600 million. That doesn't belong to him. And was he planning on being a good citizen and Robin Hooding that money and giving it away? No. No, he wasn't. He was planning on keeping it all for himself and his crew, which is just greedy. So, uh, you can't go around stealing all this money. Um, also, this money was being destroyed um so it could have had why we don't know why it was destroyed it could have had all kinds of disease on it so he wants to recirculate this money into the country and potentially make lots of people sick so no that's not good either also he killed people uh, including uh morano who was just a good guy who's trying to do his job so he's a murderer and a thief and he's putting american lives in danger Okay. So <laughs> strong charges. Very strong charges. Yep. yep. 
I All believe right. very strongly about this case. All right. Wow. All right. I like I like it. I like it. I like the cut of your jib. I like the compliments. Thank you, thank you. Uh defense, what says you? Well, first I'd like to say, you know, we just don't get you often enough as judge. And I I'm mm. so excited to have you as judge today. I think you mm, work you. really hard as a lawyer and so you deserve you deserve a moment to to shine and hopefully more in the future. All right. I like it. Welcome, Judge Judge Brad. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Did, so... Didn't hear any compliments about my turtle neck, so I'll make a note of that. <laughs> okay. Yep, yep. Nope, just a great judge. <laughs> uh, noted. All right. <laughs> but Run I will say... counselor. <laughs> I will say, it's interesting. I didn't... I wasn't close enough to see that your judge's robe was made out of velvet. I was like, why is Claire so close to Brad right now? <laughs> Oh, I saw it earlier when I was delivering um, him the uh, the nice, um, refreshing lime cordial that I made him. The oh. lime what? Lime cordial. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lime, a, a refreshing lime drink. Oh, okay. Love it. Was it anything or or better than the pineapple drinks I sent earlier? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, oh. I'm a fan of both lime and pineapple, so... <laughs> I mean, that, I can't. That's we, like a. That's we like both a just happen to know some to of the judges' likes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't choose between lime and pineapple. Ooh. What? Oh. Oh, this is. I, this is getting heated, and uh, <laughs> I like where it's going. But boy, mm, I'm, I'm already mm-hmm. having a tough time to, trying to decide this case. So, uh, <laughs> I got a lot to think about already. <laughs> That would be the second case, is lime versus pineapple. <laughs> oh, well, I, well know, I, I know who to place my money on. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, a longtime supporter of the lime here, um, so. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about, I, I'm assuming I, I wrote down five charges, so <laughs> I'm going to try sure. and, and <laughs> say that's what they are. I don't know. Um, so the first was he att- that Connor attempted to steal six hundred million dollars, and I mm-hmm. don't know if this is the same charge or two different charge because the next thing was he was going to keep it for himself and his crew. Is that the same thing, or are you saying separately he's charged no, with I'm keeping money saying... for himself and his crew? <laughs> I'm just saying the difference here is he was going to take steal this money and he wasn't even planning on it was just for greed. It was for greedy purposes. Okay, so real that's that's one whole thing. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I sorry, I just was trying to type as fast as possible when you were talking. <laughs> and I go back to my notes and I'm like, I'm not sure what this is. Um okay, so the first charge being he attempted to steal $600 million for him and his crew, and you're saying because of greed. Mm-hmm. Um, One I... of the seven deadly sins, don't you know? Okay, first of all, out of line with that comment. Like, who the <laughs> fuck gets <laughs> deadly sins? Get out of here, Claire. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to talk about that. That's just some Bible nonsense. Claire, what are you bringing that on the podcast for? <laughs> I'll remind counselors that sins aren't real. So, yeah, uh, says, yeah, what do you... I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> the council is bringing up some made-up belief system in here. <laughs> All right. I'll remind both counselors that uh, you're both now on shaky ground. Uh, <laughs> please, please keep your uh, magical nonsense uh, out of the court. All right. So the, the so the charge of him being greedy. Um, 
Okay, we already talked about this money was going to be destroyed. It is not, <laughs> it is nobody's money. This is, uh, it was going to be shredded. In fact, it already should have been shredded, but the shredder, you know, uh, purposefully so, but the shredder was down. And so, as far as the government is concerned, this money is not even in circulation anymore. It is nobody's money, therefore it is anybody's money. <laughs> And he was not even just willing to share it with his gang. He was willing to share it with anyone that would help steal the money. So this is not out of greed. He wasn't taking the $600 million just for himself. He was actually sharing the wealth with friends. And I would hope, Claire, that if you took $600 million, that you would also share the wealth with your friends. AKA, I am one of your friends, so please share the wealth <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> Um, and so I don't think that it's a problem that that it's not that uh, he's stealing it to be greedy. He was stealing it and sharing it amongst his peers and associates and potential future associates, whoever was willing to help. So I don't think he's being greedy. Um, the next point was this money was going to be destroyed and it was diseased. <laughs> It could be. It was unfit for public circulation. It could be whether it was torn or it was old or it could be that it was diseased. We don't know. Can you prove? Can you that prove it wasn't that diseased? it was? <laughs> Can you prove that it was diseased? Was well, I, I mean, were you there, Tammy? Were you were there? Were you there? <laughs> Order in the court. Order in the court. <laughs> I think we can all agree that cash money is filthy and disgusting, but yeah. exactly. Um, whether this is uh, necessarily more disgusting um, than any other cash money, I'm, I'm unsure of, and I'm willing to to hear that out if a uh, council can uh, advise on why this particular money is more gross and uh, disgusting than other cash money. Yeah, if you can prove to me that this was like going to cause some, I don't know, say a worldwide pandemic by being recirculated because it was diseased, then please, I'm open to seeing that proof. But until you prove that, I can't even, uh, there's no proof that this is the case. And now it's just conjecture. And there's, <laughs> that's not even like, Please, Claire, prove to me that this this is your case, because... So money that is destroyed is unfit, not suitable for further circulation. Could have been for many, many reasons. This could have been... There could have been anything wrong with this money. Who knows? I'm just saying, he wants to steal this money and it's unfit for public circulation? What's wrong with it? We don't know. Hmm, he hasn't thought about this. He's willing to put this money out in the public and put the public at risk. Also, I will note that when tourists are able to go and visit the Federal Reserve, one of the things they're able to do is take home some shredded money. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. Dirty, dirty so money. Also, by him stealing this money, he is depriving tourists of a nice souvenir of their trip. Okay, so what you're saying is just, we're concerned we're concerned <laughs> that this money well you're concerned that this money might be diseased. Have diseases, but we're gonna be okay with it being shredded and given to tourists this diseased yeah, money. It's in a little bag. <laughs> Claire, that doesn't make any sense. I never said that life made sense, Tammy. <laughs> I think we can agree that it doesn't. We've lived through 2020. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting point, Counselor. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We... So by him uh, taking this money, all these tourists that are going to go on a nice trip after a horrific year that is 2020, and they're going to be like, oh, 
I wish Grandma could have come on this trip with us to the Federal Reserve, but she died of COVID. Um, oh my God! But, you know, I maybe could get a nice souvenir, um, you know, in her memory. Oh, what's that? All the money was stolen. There's no shredded money for me to buy in the gift shop. Well, this trip is even worse. As someone who already. lives in Orlando, Florida, fuck tourists. So there's that. <laughs> mm. Strong point. So whatever. <laughs> so you could fuck off with that. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> and the fact that you're just concerned your grandmother died of COVID and your biggest concern is she can't get potentially diseased shredded money. You <laughs> have bigger issues. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, the, the the person is that you know the person is grieving. They're not thinking properly. <laughs> well, then fuck off, grieving tourists. Get out of here. Interesting, um, interesting. Uh, what uh, the charge of the murder of Moreno? That's mm-hmm. I think that's the other charge we have to deal with here. Yeah, he shot him, and the vault was open. There was no need to shoot him. Why did he shoot him? He just shot him because he wanted to kill him because he had a lust for blood. Uh, counselor, counselor, I, I need to hear from from uh, the defense on this. <laughs> I do apologize, Judge. Um, also, you hit that gavel really well. Thank you. Um, yeah, this wasn't was great. This great gaveling. I wasn't really sure if I was really, but oh wow! No, right, good you. job. Well, you know, you know, the judge picked out great gavels for all of us. So it's I, very true. You know, mm. It's very you, nice. You do you, Judge. You do you, Boo. Mm, don't know about <laughs> that. Uh, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> oh, oh you were you were you're doing well for a while there. <laughs> All right, so on the charge of him killing Moreno, uh, so he was in a situation. Okay, I'm trying to remember the part where he did that. Um, there was a lot of a lot of murder in this documentary, and so Moreno actually was very low on the scale for me. <laughs> um, oh, and he also I won't I won't mention any other murders he may or may not have done. <laughs> I can't remember any other specific ones because there were so many murders. So many. <laughs> well, the only charges have been brought for the murdered Moreno, so... Uh. Yeah, yeah. I know. I um, mean, I think it's the most serious because he's an American hero. <laughs> I would stop while you're ahead on a lot of these charges, Claire. <laughs> I feel like Moreno is not an American hero. I feel like he was a, a, a real lame, lame guy, to be honest. Uh, he stood with the federal government like he was gonna put his life on the line for money that was gonna be destroyed that was insured and potentially risking the lives of the other hostages I mean and they didn't even know so here's the other thing this gang of folks that Connor worked with didn't even know about Casey. Well, they knew who Casey was, but they didn't know she was the reason that the code got changed until Moreno put her life on the fucking line and said, good job, Casey. Like, what the fuck, Moreno? <laughs> Get out of mm. here. Um, Moreno's just trying to keep his job and trying to do his job. We've all worked for companies that might be evil. I used to work for Disney. Ex- um, so I understand Moreno. And uh, he's just trying to keep his job so he can, you know, he can pay the bills for like little you know how he could have paid the bills is he, if he could he, he cut himself a deal to work with connor then he could have paid all the bills and then Look, some the man has principles tammy and i'm not gonna hold it against he him. does not have principles he threw casey all the way under the bus and then ran back over uh, that was a reaction
reaction to stress in the moment. <laughs> he walked out of another room where he overheard them talking to come and let them know that Casey was the one that changed the vault number. <laughs> I can't believe you're saying for that he deserves to die, Tammy. <laughs> I can't believe you're calling him an American hero. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I I just, I'm sorry, I really have no love for Casey, or for Moreno, so I guess <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard to defend the fact that he was murdered, but also not hard at all, because he was terrible. <laughs> he put Casey's life on the line and those of the, of the other um, hostages. And just made dumb mistakes left and right, that guy. I think, like, honestly, if it wasn't Connor, someone else would have came along and killed him very quickly. Because <laughs> this guy was just asking for it. <laughs> You're bl- victim blaming. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. um, prosecution. Uh, a lo- lot has been said here. What, uh, do you have anything to add to this? I mean, uh, a man is dead. Um, he was American hero. Um, <laughs> just look at his record. <laughs> and oh, I'm looking, alright. I'm looking. <laughs> I think it was a terrible loss. Um, like, the, the defense is saying that somehow, because he made mistakes in a stressful, a highly stressful situation where none of us know how we would react, that he deserves to die. He was murdered. Uh- Objection, like objection. Blood. Um, I don't think you can say that none of us uh, know how we'd re- we would react, because I'm I'm pretty sure I know how I would react in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Uh, deal. Cut. Many uh, of deal. us, <laughs> many of us, apart from you, um, Judge Brad, um, because because you are an evolved being, <laughs> um, don't know how we would react. Okay. Um, so I don't think we can really, um, you know be angry at at this man who is now dead because he uh he was scared in the moment his you know and he maybe reacted in a way that he wouldn't have if he was um calmer he may have acted more rationally if he was not in such a uh stressful situation or at the end um you know of a a very long shift Mm. Working for a government job that could care less about him. Sure. Exactly. All right. All right. All right. Well, um, does anybody have anything else before we move on to uh, closing arguments here? No, I'll leave it for the closing nope. arguments. All right. <laughs> well, prosecution, let's hear your your closing statements. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty much cut and dry. Uh, Connor, he murdered um, Murano. Um, he wanted to steal all this money for purposes of greed. Yes, he was going to split it with a few other people. It was only people that were to help him do his end goal. It wasn't anyone that would actually be able to use this money. Um, it was, wasn't any of the people that were going to be affected by him murdering all these people. He wasn't going to send some to Murano's widow, widow and little Timmy, his son. He wasn't going to send any to them. What the fuck um, are they- <laughs> So it was pure greed. He wasn't worried about these bills that were unfit going out into the public um, circulation. He wasn't um, worried about taking joy away from the American uh, tourists of the future. Uh, He didn't care about that. He was just in it for himself. And that's my closing argument. <laughs> all right, all right. Interesting, interesting. All right, defense. Okay, so first of all, like I said, uh, he was willing to share it with anyone who was willing to help. It wasn't even like he had like this set amount of people, like, oh, I've got to kill all these people off because I can only split it with so many people. We don't know what he was going to end up doing with all that money. We don't know if he was just going to like fuck off somewhere else forever or if he was going to like 
you know, help out philanthropically somewhere, you know, do things that take care of people that the government should be taking care of. That's not his responsibility. But if that's what he was going to do, we don't know if, uh, you know, we don't actually know what his plans for the money was. And we do know that he was willing to cut anyone in. So I, to say that it was just him and he was just greedy, I'm not sure where you're even getting that information. And again, this money was not going to be, it's nobody's money at this point. (laughs) It had been sitting in this treasury vault forever. And this is such a joke, this money being destroyed and just really Claire, your concern about this money being recirculated. I'm very concerned. Money is gross and dirty. Like, don't touch money anyway. And So that's why it should be it should be destroyed. But if you're gonna destroy it, you can't also be okay with it going to tourists. <laughs> but it's in a it's sealed, like they a sealed it and they're like It's in a hermetically sealed bag that they are presenting. Oh, you don't as think children are opening those bags, Claire? They're not gonna rub it all over their bodies and stuff. Some of these people, you don't know you don't know they're American not tourists. You tourists don't know American monsters, tourists, Tommy. Claire. And also Objection, this is gross. Yeah. Also, American <laughs> tourists can go fuck off. I don't care about them, and I don't care that they touch recirculated money, and I don't care if they don't get little shredded pieces of fucking paper. Don't care about American tourists. So wow. Good. Uh, and then, uh, you know, this idea of Moreno, oh, we don't know if what we would have done in this situation. He was so stressed. He was in a different fucking room and came out and threw Casey under the bus. It's not even like he was just there and like, oh, whispering to himself and was so nervous that he spoke. No, he was trying to rub it in their face that they weren't going to get their way. And instead, it's like, no, you just ruined everything, you asshole. And he, as far as we know, we just not have a family that these people care about. I don't know what little Timmy you're talking about. He's just this another little shill in the government operation. Really, I. If you guys uh, don't realize it now, I really don't care for Moreno. So. <laughs> All right, sorry. Those are my closing statements. I have all nothing right, nice right. to say about that guy. Well, I, I certainly have a lot to think about. Um, so I have a, I have pineapple and lime drinks over here. So I'm going to uh, uh, step into my uh, uh, my delightful uh, uh, chambers over here. And uh, you guys just talk amongst yourself for a minute. Hey, Claire. Man, the, the idea of lime and pineapple together sound like a delight, right? Like maybe we should have some side drinks over here. Make oh, some yeah. cocktails. Can we, and... can we put some coconut in there as well? Yeah, why not? Why not? Make it like a whole, Ooh. you know, fancy, uh, islandy type style drink and add some rum, yeah. maybe? Yeah, I like this. Yeah. Let's do it. I love it. I'll make, I'll make yeah. Dan do what it. You know, say? he's actually lime, really lime good or, at making uh, lime or cocktails. pineapple. Um, for myself? For myself, mm-hmm. I think... Um, oh, that is difficult. I think overall, like, just by itself, I like pineapple just like to eat but i think as a complement to cocktails to food to all of that i like lime because i think it's more um i think you can use it on more things mm, i yeah i think so as well uh, i will say tammy obviously like you did a very good case mm-hmm. thank um, you you do well put yeah. and whoever wins today tammy the important thing is um the friends we've made along the way well, yeah, and also, you know, that means, as we're friends, that if either of us get $600 million, all of a sudden, we'd obviously share with our, our friends, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I will. What I would do is I would donate it to my favorite charity, which is um, Pennies for Pandora. Oh, perfect. All right. Yeah. I, I actually uh, snuck back in here uh, oh, a while ago when you guys were talking about uh, tasty Sneaky drinks. Judge. But then you started talking about friendship and shit, and I was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's a lot to think about with this case. Uh, quite a bit, really. Um, a lot going on here. A, a lot of interesting uh, things. A lot of great statements were made about my turtleneck, um, <laughs> about the value of limes and pineapples, both amazing fruits, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Always the lime, of course, is uh, the most underappreciated and greatest of all fruits and flavors. So uh, that, I, I, that can't be ignored. But we've got some charges here that we have to look at, and I've had to think about a lot of things. I've also had to think about an issue that was brought up uh, during the case, and that's the fact that uh, Connor Perkins is an Irishman, and uh, um, Claire uh, prosecuting an Irishman, well, that's just problematic from the start. I, I am part Irish judge, apparently. Oh. Mm, well, you and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like you're a bit more British than Irish. <laughs> And uh, that is certainly an issue that, that we can't ignore in this court. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I understand. So, that I had to take that into consideration. I had to take in the, the comments about my turtleneck into consideration. And then I have to actually look at the charges after that. So, mm-hmm. on the, uh, the, the subject of the $600 million in theft for greed... Um, I, again, I, I think the defense made a great point that, uh, is it really theft? This money didn't belong to anyone. This money was going to be destroyed. And, uh, as any of us that have read, uh, Stephanie Kelton's, uh, book, uh, The Deficit Myth, uh, money is purely <laughs> fictional and, uh, the idea of inflation is the only thing we have to worry about. And this money was going to be spread out to a degree that I'm not really worried about inflation, so I don't see a crime here. So on that, uh, I uh, sorry, we can't we can't uh, charge for that. Um, oh, boo. Now, then the subject of recirculation of filth. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, this this was a tough one for me because uh, clearly paper money is just covered in disease, and that's that is that is definitely an issue. And and uh, hopefully someday we can completely get rid of paper money. Uh, but unfortunately, this is not that day. And I don't know that this uh, this um, these bills were necessarily any more filthy than others. In fact, they've been quarantined by being in this facility, so they're probably Probably uh, less disease-ridden than normal bills. So I, I, I I'm having less some trouble with that. Less disease-ridden is is still disease-ridden, Judge. I just um, counselor. Oh. I am delivered by I'm ruling. sorry. I'm very, I'm very emotional about this case. I listen. I am also emotional about disease-ridden, filthy money. Um, and I was very much on the fence because I do agree uh, it's gross, but. But then the subject of tourists uh, came up and whether tourists would be able to get their gross shredded money. And well, this, this really turned around for me because as as, uh, the defense clearly stated, fuck tourists, they're the (laughs) worst. They can't drive, they're annoying, and fuck them. And then they're stupid shredded money souvenirs. Um, So uh, yeah, I gotta throw that out as well. Can't do it. Uh, sorry, sorry, counselor, you shot yourself in the foot on that one. <laughs> I feel sad now. Now, on to the subject of the murder of Moreno. Ah, oh, this is tough. This is tough because he he was clearly uh, he was clearly shot. 
but at the same time, he brought it on himself. <laughs> like, motherfucker should have just cut a deal. Like, he put li he put more lives in danger. And you say he was willing to... He was willing to, uh, um, sacrifice his life to protect this. And, yeah, he was. And he did. And he got just what he wanted. So, <laughs> I mean, was a crime committed against him? I think he got what he wanted. So, fuck Moreno. And, uh, Connor Perkins, um, hero. Irish hero. And today, wow. Ireland has succeeded oh. against the British. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I am so thrilled right now. <laughs> I'm gonna send you guys just a copy real quick of what my notes say, which is just next to each charge. Yay, defense! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I don't guys Congratulations like, congratulations. I wanna cry. A... Like I don't think I've ever won the whole thing ever <laughs> on this <laughs> in this courtroom. <laughs> wow. This was this was a tough one and I, I will admit, Connor Perkins hero. Yay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh so, wow, okay, so that was the case of um, the rogue treasury agent Connor Perkins and uh, podcast versus Hurricane Heist. Um, but next up, next time, we will be um, going ahead and putting on trial Eddie Farrell in the case of Opportunity Knox. Ooh, so, a case that I am not familiar with. Yeah, this is I, probably the documentary I have seen the most in my life. With wow. the possible <laughs> exception of the documentary The Five Heartbeats. Okay, yeah, that one I was going to say. I feel like The Five Heartbeats is pretty high up there. Um, and what we have listed is that it's a, a love con, some identity theft, so we will bring that to you. Eddie Farrell made money the old-fashioned way. Hello! Greetings, my name is Douglas. He stole it. I want my money back. Now, he stumbled into an opportunity. What do you want? One, two, three? That could change his life. I can't believe I'm falling in love with a Harvard man. You're not? Saturday Night Live's Dana Carter in Opportunity Knocks. American made, good for the economy. Starts Friday, March 30th at theaters everywhere. Consult your local listings. And uh, Brad, you want to tell us who is Judge Defense and Prosecution next time? Yeah, so next time for Judge, judge Jury, jury and, and Executioner as Judge, it's me again. Oh, you did such a good job. Uh, Tammy, you will be defending. Oh, again. so same, same, yeah. same. And wow. Claire, you're prosecuting again. Guys, we're keeping the band together. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, yeah, so that'll be the, the case of the podcast versus Opportunity Knox. We hope you will uh, join us for that. should be interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Claire. I don't really know much about this case, so I'm, I'm excited to jump in. Um, you know, identity theft is are interesting cases, so um, it, it can go so many ways, so many ways. So uh, looking forward to that. Anything else for this case? Any last thoughts on Hurricane Heist? Um, nope. I say just watch a documentary. It's. I mean, uh, I do think he was a hero, and I hope it rained. It rained all that money in Alabama into the the purses of people that needed it, just yeah. as it rained Connor Perkins into their heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, I mean, because of him, a lot of people theoretically got money. So. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, then that is it. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via truetruecrime at reactionary-sass.com.
Join our Absolutely True True Crime Facebook group and follow us at True True Crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.